The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. Kia ora and welcome to Business is Boring. You may have seen a new invention around town, the roti pie. The idea came to Roti Bros founder Ollie Morrison in lockdown, and after partnering with co-founder Logan Stevens, they have taken it to markets, specialty grocery like Faro, and now a store in Commercial Bay. Having navigated the up and downs of COVID, they're now off to Kadrona for a pop-up season with their trailer, and are just getting started. To talk the journey, championing South Asian cuisine, and what's next, Ollie Morrison and Logan Stevens join us now. Thank you for being here. Kia ora, Simon. Good to be with you. Hey, so first up, tell us how you two got started. Yeah, so this was in the uh, very first lockdown. I was at home in Hawke's Bay. Uh, we just harvested a variety of kumara um, with, with that as an Okinawan variety, and it was beautiful purple flesh. And I came across this roti recipe of just a cup of mashed kumara and a cup of flour, and you put it together and... Uh, knead it out and and make a roti out of it. And I made that into a pie. Uh, Mum had this incredible uh, slow-cooked Thai beef uh, cheek recipe uh, modelled off our local Thai restaurant and brought that together in, in a pie machine. And it was incredible. And so in that lockdown, I had probably two sleepless nights, staying up to about 4 a.m., just racking my brain, thinking of all of these incredible ideas of how the world needs roti pies. And I thought, all right, if I'm having two sleepless nights, I need to do something about this. So I got back up to Auckland, still in lockdown. I was living with Logan at the time, a flat of eight of us uh, in Mission Bay. and we. So I thought, all right, I'm going to need a partner for this. And so I pitched Logan on this pretty schoolboy level uh, presentation <laughs> and I wanted to go into business with a mate who had some good experience and Logan had some good experience and uh, with marketing and I was working for Villa Maria at the time, very uh, well established and refined palette as well so I thought that would be quite helpful <laughs> and Roadie Bros is formed. And so, so from an agricultural family, like, you know, growing kumara and the like, how often were you making roti? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dad uh, has been involved in horticulture uh, quite a lot in his, in his career. So so he's now growing garlic um, and, and doing pretty well with that. But, but always loved uh, Southeast Asian, South Asian food. I remember when I was six, we went to on a family holiday to Thailand, and I was eating all of the food with uh, with mum and dad at this, the the same spice levels as well. So have have loved those flavors from a young age, um, and and so have grown up eating a lot of that as well. And what did you think, Logan, when Ollie turned up and was like, "Hey, man, 
you got to try you got to try this pie made out of roti well he actually it was one morning he went went off to work and i was just sitting on the couch in the flat eating my breakfast and i heard him come back in run back upstairs run downstairs pulls out his laptop and he's got this presentation in front of me and i'm like <laughs> what is going on um so i'd love to find that presentation actually see what's see what's on there um but yeah after that we kind of just got got started trial and error and tasting various recipes uh and we soon discovered that so many pies you you don't enjoy the whole thing so a big thing for us has been to create a product where you enjoy every bite um and that's yeah we, we think we've done that and how did you go about testing the idea we were making them just for our flat, effectively. We were all still locked down, so so we made a few different recipes and and uh, our flatmates got to got to reap the rewards, I suppose. And I suppose we delivered a few of them off to some uh, friends' flats as well. But, uh, yeah, we, we were just testing through our flatmates and, and, and friends. What goes into making a pie with roti instead of pastry? We're using imported uh, plain paratha from Malaysia, similar to the Kawan branded one, if anyone's uh, heard of that or tried that. It's incredibly delicious. And so we make that into a base and a lid and... Uh, so we partner with a couple of uh, well-established food manufacturers in, in Auckland, Surti. They do uh, a lot of natural yogurts and samosas. Um, so they do our butter chicken filling, and they do it incredibly well. We've sometimes been asked by people just if they can buy the butter chicken uh, filling by itself. And and our other supplier uh, right now is Paper Plan, who they have a Thai chef on board and Dev, who's an Indian chef as well, so so they've done a couple of our of our other flavors. So you'll see a lot of our flavors are uh, either Thai, Malaysian, or Indian. We think they are the flavors that go really well with roti, and and there's just yeah endless amounts of of uh, curries and flavor pairings that we can do uh, within roti. That it's just so much, so many more options than a standard. Pie pastry. How did you go about growing the business? Like, what, what stage did you go? Hey, we've got an idea here because, like, it sounds like quite a fun novelty at the start. But then you had all this kind of like great feedback, and people were into it. What made you jump in and um, you know set up a stall and, and and go to the markets? That was really to test the idea, I suppose. Um, you know, it's one thing to get friends and Fano trying your product and and enjoying it because who doesn't love free food. But to start at the market was yet to establish the idea and see if it would actually work. Um, And we quickly realised that it's a lot of work to create a product every week and then to sell it, go on to sell it. Yeah, like so just for that kind of four hours of the market and if it rains, no one comes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were quite fortunate actually. We we didn't get much rain. We we launched in September um, and... Yeah, we were pretty fortunate down in Britomart that it was actually generally pretty good weather, um, but we, we broke the pie machine window a couple of times heading down. <laughs> <laughs> and so from that kind of first push at, um, at Britomart, what did you do to turn it into a business and to get into like specialty grocery? Because it's a, it's a lot of those kind of like top-end uh, grocers, hey? Yeah, well, I think what was really special for us at the start was because it was it was so tough, we were both still working full-time jobs. We were lucky enough to get given the use of a kitchen at Main Freight where I was working at the time. 
And so we spent Thursday and Friday nights from sort of 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, making the fillings, making the pies. And and so we took them to market on, on the Saturday at, at the Britomart market. And I remember the first market that we did, which was the first weekend that everyone was allowed out, Seeing everyone come together uh, for the first time in, in months since that lockdown was really special. Not not just because they were, you know, everyone was out socialising for the first time and connecting again, and th- that was very special. But also seeing them connect over uh, roti pie for the first time, and and it's still very cool to see when you see people's first reaction, and so that's really cool. And so so the way this specialty grocery kind of came about was. In October 2020, we got reached out to by someone from Faro's and they we'd kind of highlighted them as the main supermarket that we wanted to get into. It's the dream, and they, they the reached dream. out to you. <laughs> exactly, and, and so we couldn't really believe it. Uh, it was timely that they were looking to revamp their pie offering, and so the negotiations were quite funny because they currently had their pies in there for $5, and we were looking to sell them for a price point around $10, and they said it, they weren't that confident it would work, but we ended up locking it in, and... It ended up selling pretty well, so we're pretty happy. That's awesome. And tell us about how you've partnered with, because I see from the Instagram that some, you know, a really busy, like, cool channel for engaging people, that you've done partnerships with, like, Satya, and um, you've been a real champion for places like Uncle Man's, you know, and these are, like, uh, really great restaurants in this food tradition, hey? Yeah, well, I think from the start we <laughs> we were making the fillings ourselves, and we just realised we don't have any chefing background, we're not from the regions of which we associate or where the products come from. And so we thought, let's collaborate with some some of Auckland's best brands. Uh, and so the one early on with Satya, they were making uh, butter chicken filling. They did a tikka masala for us, uh, lamb mince curry and cheddar cheese, They're all just incredible flavours. And so meeting Swami and Padma um, and then Sammy, um, and just learning so much from them, um, not not just about the food, but more about the culture as well, um, and getting to know them as people um, was really special to to us. Yeah, how have you navigated that? As um, you know, not being from the region, and is there a sensitivity around how you uh, approach the food or how you work to champion the the, the style? Yeah, for sure. There's, um, I mean, there's there's just so much significance um, for. For Indian, uh, Malaysian, uh, Thai culture, is, uh, we we do need to navigate that um, carefully. But at the time, we got a little bit of heat from from some people that didn't really understand how we were running the business. And so when we came out uh, and started to communicate more so about how we were doing it and that we were partnering with Satya and Amy and Aslan from Uncle Man and, and, and the way that we were doing that, um, we ended up starting to be supplied from Sharm and Vinod from Surti. So I think because we were starting to partner with them, um, people realised that and, and suddenly, you know, we that heat kind of dropped. Um, and, 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 yeah, I mean, we, we still are learning every day. Um, you do need to... Um, be quite careful, but um, it was quite interesting. Uh, we someone commented on one of our posts um, and and said, "How, how dare you put uh, beef with uh, roti? It's, it's so special to us." And 
And then someone from Malaysia piped up and said, oh, actually, we've been eating beef for throaty for you know, many, many years. So so you can't please everyone, but you do need to um, yeah, do it respectfully. It's, it's interesting, hey, as if you're starting like a, a pizza store, people aren't like, you know, how Italian or New York are you? Uh, but then there is kind of, um, I, I think in the, the time we're in today, it's about having that kind of like, Transparency and clear intentions, and you know, talking about where you're learning, and and um, and, and not just kind of taking from a, a thing, isn't it? The co- the cool thing with business as well is what what we've noticed, and maybe this is just in New Zealand, is people really want you to succeed. Maybe it's we've got a unique product, but Paper Plane, who are one of our other suppliers, uh, we we met them at a Faro tasting. There was like a big tasting day at Lanier Faro, and Mal, one of the owners, approached me um, when I was there, and he said, oh, I love what you guys do. We'd love to be your supplier. Let's catch up. It was very, very good timing because we were looking for a supplier. Um, our current one wanted to, to sort of pivot and do something differently. But, yeah, we, we met with them like a week later and, and they were like super keen on the idea. So I think, you know, when you do something unique, people want to be a part of it and want it to succeed as well. Yeah, and food is the absolute baseline of hospitality and connection and um, coming together with people, hey? Yeah, which is why it, it lends itself so well to those collabs, you know, with the with the well-known Auckland restaurants. And as a final thought for the part, like, tell me about opening up in Commercial Bay. Is that, is like, it's such a cool little space and, um, you know, it's such a neat expression of the brand and what you're up to there. Yeah, and, and it's pretty cool because, again, Precinct, um, who own Commercial Bay, they, they approached us um, and there was this little spot where, so we're located next to Spark just off Custom Street. Um, a little bit of an interesting spot, but we're not near any other food options. It's a little hole in the wall, um, so it's a great sort of grab-and-go, grab a roti pie when you need to head back to your meeting. And, yeah, they approached us. There was no one in this little little uh, little area. And so we, um, yeah, we're like, absolutely, let's make it official. We started in Britomart, so let's let's head back to the city. Yeah, it's good when there's people in the city. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we've, we've, we're trying to get a little bit creative now and, and do more uh, corporate deliveries. We've done a couple. Uh, Minter Ellison just did 207 Rudy Pie vouchers for all of their team, which was pretty cool. Um, special group, who I think you just had on the podcast. Uh, they just did a big order and we delivered them hot. So it, it's quite a good little platform there to cook and heat up roti pies and serve them to all of the officers around there or just deliver them some vouchers to try and incentivise people to get back into the city. Yeah, a little bribe to get people back to the offices. <laughs> um, yeah, and because that's such a cool kind of, um, you know, home for the brand, I guess, as well, and that you've been able to make this little um, ma- magical pop-up kind of feel with it. Had retail always been part of the plan or was that something that was kind of serendipitous? Uh, yeah, it had been. Like, we'd, we'd always discussed it would be pretty cool to have little hole in the walls popped up around around New Zealand and then, you know, and then around the world. But it, again, it sort of just it found us before we were possibly ready to, to, to do it ourselves. But maybe that's the best part of it about why it worked is it came to us and forced us to make it happen. Awesome. We'll be back in a minute with Ollie Morrison and Logan Stevens to hear a bit more about where Rodeo Bros is going and what success will mean for them. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way 
to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. And we're back with Ollie Morrison and Logan Stevens of Roti Bros. So first up, Logan, you're off to um, you guys are off to Cadrona uh, with a, a pop up kind of um, situation for the winter. Tell me how that came about and what what's happening there. So we're taking our uh, trailer, our food trailer, down for the winter uh, ski season. So taking it up the mountain, um, parking it up for two months at Cadrona. Um, so after. After summer, or sorry, after New Year's, we had a, a trailer fitted out and then we took it to probably two or three big events um, and then and then red light restriction hit. So we haven't really been able to, to utilise it to its full potential um, and we thought, okay, we've missed out on a bit of summer because of those restrictions. What, what can we do in winter to make up for it? Uh, and everyone heads south during the winter if they're not heading overseas. And so, yeah, Kadrona or, or Wanaka was a no-brainer. Um, so we're, we're taking that down and, and Ollie will be parked up there for two months, um, which will be pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, awesome. And it sounds like um, it sounds like a pretty fun thing to be doing. Yeah, uh, I mean, still unsure how busy it's going to be. Hopefully we're absolutely slammed every day and I'll be run off my feet. It'll be good for the business. But yeah, it'd be cool to be down there. Um, we've got we've got a few friends down there, and I think it's timely that it's timely for them because of the staff shortage issues. Yeah, they're very very welcoming of us bringing our roti pie trailer down. I think we are the first food truck to be down there. Um, so so yeah, probably one of the silver linings that's come out of the staff shortage issues for us. <laughs> yeah, and it must have been like a really hard time to be navigating starting. Uh, uh, an experienced business, essentially, right? Like you've got to try something new that hasn't existed before, and you want to kind of like see it as a at, at, at places that you visit and be able to like sample. Um, so lockdowns and not being able to get that trailer out must have been really difficult. Yeah, for sure. And we spoke about specialty grocery, uh, and Farah have been really, really good to us. They let us uh, pop up over the last few months when we had fully invested in this in this trailer. And weren't able to use it, so we were parking up every weekend, almost Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so they they've been really good for that. But I think starting a business in COVID has been really good for us. We've realised that you need to be quite diverse in your channels of distribution because when <laughs> because when the events don't go ahead, if you've still got some sales going through supermarkets. I mean, when you lock down, everyone just spends money either online or supermarkets. 
Um, so, so that's been quite good for us. We've just got our frozen two packs into more Wilsons in Wellington as well, uh, and Ballatinos in Hawke's Bay, uh, as well as a few other cool specialty groceries around here. So, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting navigating it through lockdown. Um, we ended up uh, doing some some pretty good numbers through when we were locked down um, o- online. Um, we we started delivering them. We <laughs> when we did lockdown first, we had a, just a flurry of orders because we suddenly turned it on and we were doing four packs delivered. And so we, I think we had four or five people delivering in a day, and we just had all the different areas. And so we had I think one point we had around about a hundred four packs to deliver, and in, in the one day and and yeah, the 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 response that we got from that um, was was really powerful. That's awesome because I imagine it would have been an amazing kind of like interesting new food experience when people were maybe <laughs> locked into a bit of a routine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And and how's it been for you two personally? As I mean, it's a big call, eh, to jump out of like a great jobs at Villa Maria and Main Freight, like you know some of New Zealand's kind of best companies, and um, to to kind of back yourselves and then have to navigate this really tricky couple of years. Um, how are you finding it? Yeah, it's it has its difficulties for sure but uh, I'd, I'd been living with Logan for I think a year and a half before we started the business and so I was pretty confident in, in knowing that I could you know, that we could run a good business together and then you know you do get a lot of advice from people saying don't go into business with friends but I think we complement each other quite well in terms of a business sense we're, we're both very different but um, have a lot of commonalities as well so it, it definitely is tough at times, and and I actually remember listening to a podcast uh, about the Allbirds founders, and they went through something similar, uh, where they you know you get to a point where you're just so focused on the business that it starts uh, just starts to affect the friendship a little bit. So we kind of pulled ourselves away and realised you know that would be the worst thing to happen if it, if it ruined the friendship. And so how do we continue running the business so it doesn't ruin the friendship? And I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah. What kind of things help with that? Like is that kind of like really defined roles or is it like ways to communicate or? Uh, well, I think first of all, it's not living together. <laughs> when, we, when we launched, we were living yeah. together and we were like cooking roti pies, you know, late, late late nights, a couple of nights a week, and then the markets, and we're like, okay, we, we probably need to, to <laughs> not live together. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you just make it work. And, and yeah, like Ollie said, you, you both bring, hopefully both bring something different and unique to the table, and then just recognising that you do need time away from one another too. It's not all just about the business. Um, the business will be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, clear, clear communication as well and, and just kind of, you know, being open with each other as well if, if, if things uh, aren't going uh, a certain way, then, then just open communication is good. And what are your plans for the brand? Big plans. <laughs> we our, our vision is to make roti pies a common delicacy in the world. And we're starting to get there in New Zealand. More and more people are knowing about us. More and more people are trying uh, a roti pie. And because of how big the global curry market is, I suppose, uh, it means that the opportunities are endless around the world. So, I mean, it could it could grow right around the world. 
Australia is the next possible market. Uh, we're still still a little while away from that, but they're a big pie eating market, and and so that it should grow well into there. So um, we've got some big plans. Yeah, and you chatted before about kind of the staff shortage out there, meaning that you know it's a real great opportunity for you to get to Cadrona. How have you found it as a business attracting and retaining good staff? We've been pretty fortunate. A lot of our team have found us through through social media. Um, and probably the most interesting story was um, Varun, our production manager. He's a chef by trade. Um, he, he was stuck in India um, during one of the lockdowns a couple of years ago and read an article about us in the Denizen. And he was like, oh, that's an epic idea. Um, and then six months later, there was a job that we had put up and he applied for it and... We were like, this guy is this guy's perfect. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're if you're doing if you're building a cool brand, you're doing cool things, and people people want to be a part of that, then yeah, they they, they jump on board, and, and we're fortunate enough to to have people that that do want to be a part of it. Yeah. Do you think that as kind of you know startup founders, uh, you have a different approach to hiring and like assessing employees and choosing your team? <laughs> I think we're still learning, to be honest. Yeah, I mean we're we're not experienced in that area at all, but yeah, if you if you pay your staff well and and you know then then they'll they'll want to stick around. <laughs> How's the working from home trend affected your business? Well, from 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 a sales point of view, obviously D two C meant we ventured into a new channel completely, uh, and and have learned a lot along the way there. And then probably on the, the other side of the coin uh, was was pretty tough when no one was in the city. Like I was I'd look out some days on Custom Street and could probably count how many people I could see on, on my hand. Um so that that has affected it. In terms of our team, we've actually been okay because we were in those specialty stores like Faro. So we were able to still operate and still give our, our um our team some work um and and keep us going as well. And how do you use social media to connect with people? Social media has been a great way for us to build a community. People, because our product is so unique, in the very early days, people people wanted to seek us out and be the one to try it and share that with their friends. Then I think that when they were, you know, then they were part of the journey, and, and they, when they started seeing things like Commercial Bay opening up, they were so, you know, they, they would really engage with it and. People would come up to us even on the weekend, um, this guy Dalong, who is a photographer and he's always at events that we're at. And he was like to me on Saturday, he's like, you guys are, are, are just such an interesting journey. It's so cool to see what you guys are doing. Um, I'm sure it's tough, but yeah, like they're, then they're a part of that, a part of that journey. Um, and, and further on that, I think what we are chatting about before with collabs, you just start tapping into other communities, you know. If you partner with with Sacha or Uncle Man, um, then then you can tap into into their community and, and they start to see what you're about too. And what advice would you have for people who do come across like uh, something that they think could be a big idea? And um, yeah, like how do you go from that idea stage uh, to making it happen? What advice would you have for people thinking about that? I have had a few ideas over the last maybe ten years. And when you see some of those ideas that you don't act on and you see them, someone else doing them, it gives you confidence. And so I got to a point where I was like, okay, 
the next like, good idea I think I have, I'm just going to act on it. And it was ended up being making pies out of parathas. And so I just locked it in and we just moved and we thought, all right, well, even if, you know, we get three months down the track, six months down the track and it falls over or it fails or whatever, you still learn a lot and you still call it a success. So I think if if you think you've got a, a good idea, just go for it because, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You do learn a lot as you go. Love it. And as a final thought, what will success be for you two and for the company? Well, I think, as you mentioned earlier, the vision for, for Roadie Bros is a world in which a roadie pie is a common delicacy. So if we can continue on that journey and be doing unique things that are actually providing value uh, in the food space, then then that's a success. Um, and enjoying ourselves along the way. It, you can you can get caught up in, in business. Um and just, yeah, realise that you, you don't need to take it so seriously. Have a bit of fun, joke around. Uh, you'll probably make a few mistakes along the way as well. But, yeah, just keep going and, and, and just be consistent. You know, just show up every week. You probably will have some pretty bad weeks, but just keep going. Yeah, for for me, the the people that I've met so far along the way and, and what you learn as you go uh, is, is, I suppose, it's success in motion. So I don't think it's that there's an end goal uh, that we'd call success I think as we if we can continue to meet cool people do cool things make incredible uh, flavors and combinations to, to put into roti pies then I think that's just you know every day we're hitting success and it's, it's great ah, that's awesome well can't wait to see where you take it next thanks for joining us that's Ollie Morrison and Logan Stevens tonight mate. thank you So thank you to Ollie and Logan, to you for listening, and for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Tina Tiller. Do follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to rate and leave a review if you like what we do. And keep an eye out for Going Global in your Business is Boring feed, our new podcast with NZTE. E hora. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring. Brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e te iwi, te ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.